Uh, welcome back to spare time this August. This spare August, time. Year of our Lord, 2022. Um, here we are. Here we are. This is our podcast. My name's Marie. My name's Elisa. This podcast is all about what we do in our spare time, as the title may give you a little hint. Um, but really what that <laughs> means to us is you know, the time in between the scheduled moments, another way to say spare time mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what we are, where our hearts are leading us during that time. Yes. Yes. I think that the funny thing about this is like when we made the switch to spare time, it we were like, oh yeah, like this makes sense. We talk about our spare time. Like this is the content that we're going through. I don't think that we realized that like each month would bring a different existential revelation slash crisis about like what it means to now have we time. haven't quite nailed it down and I think like in each month we've gone through such different versions of spare time and I totally. feel like we're never on the same page about where we're at in spare yeah. time <laughs> I don't think you can nail it down like it's kind of a moving target it really is and so it's I think been fascinating I agree. I love to know about your spare time, especially in these past few months when our spare time has like not overlapped at all. Not even one bit. It's crazy. I think the fall is going to bring us some more spare time together. I really hope. It has to or I'll die. (laughs) Simply must. Um, (laughs) And you know, I I feel like the listeners of this pod know, but like the origin of our like family ship, I won't even say friendship because we are Mm -hmm. now related by blood. Um, Yes was born out of spare time like literally you would be like what are you doing and I'd be like come over and you'd come over and we just like hang and eat and watch things and talk it's so true and it's so funny it's when you put it like that it makes me think like our friendship is kind of like an old-timey friendship because it's basically built on the fact that we were neighbors when I moved a thousand here. percent it's like and a college dorm friendship totally because we were like <laughs> just I was literally living in your home in every moment of my spare time yeah and we had a lot of spare time together because that mm-hmm. was a different time it was like God, pre- it was so different COVID. And I feel like we were somehow also always on the move. And yet, and spare yet, time was just there. I know. It's sort of confusing to me as well when I think about it, because we were both traveling so much. And also, I feel like I was eating dinner in your home five nights a week. I know. So riddle Maybe me that. that's just like, you know, revisionist history, but I actually don't think so. So anyway, spare time is is sacred in this house, you could say. It is. It is sacred in this house. Um, how did you spend yours this August? Oh, my God. Thanks for asking. I spent it vacationing. Um, yes, you did. I went on a vacation, which is really fun for me. I spent a lot of August actually transitioning, which I know is like not um, necessarily spare time related. But what I mean by that is I got a new job and then like some other things in my life kind of like shifted or Mm -hmm. ended or changed. And so I feel like the spare time piece of it is that emotionally, I think I've just been kind of like gearing up for changes and like, like becoming different in certain ways in these next seasons. Um, that's also like literally meant that I like finally hung up like the beautiful art that Marie's gotten me over the years in my office. Like, you know, it's just been like 
that's been kind of like some of my spare time moments that have been most, um, adjacent to like what's been going on with me in August. Um, Brandy Carlisling, I oh. saw Brandy Carlisle twice and that is always just like such a peak for me. And I mm-hmm. feel like the Brandy Carlisle time, like especially the summer concerts, it's like that is my like favorite thing in the whole world, like being there with my friends and obviously you were very missed and just like listening to my favorite music outdoors. It was just I was living and I went to Philly mm-hmm. um, with my friend, Catherine, Kathy B friend of the pod. Um, she came down from New York and we just had like a Philly day. And then we went to see Brandy Carlisle and it was just it's so fun. That to me is like peak spare time. Like we literally were like, should we do it? And then kind of last minute did it and had like no plans and, and had the perfect day. You know what I mean? That's yeah, my favorite that's, way to spend and that's my time. The best. That's yeah. That's the absolute best. The absolute best. Um, I've been like kind of relaxing, which I'll talk a little bit more about later. Um, And I've been cleaning a lot. I am. And Marie and I are actually, we're going to have a yard sale. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Spare time yard sale. Spare time yard sale. (laughs) Everything now is branded spare time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, But I'm just kind of in this season where I'm like, I just am feeling like I have way too much stuff. I know I've said it before. But I'm really feeling like I want to kind of take it down to the studs um, in regards to like my kitchen and my closet. I'm really going through um, some like closet issues, which we've talked about (laughs) before, and I will talk about more. Um, But just like really kind of like I've been spending a lot of time just like going through everything and like cataloging it if necessary. And if not, just like really getting rid of stuff. And that feels good. Yeah, I am. I'm excited to get rid of stuff too. I'm feeling like uh, I'm in a really big like fear of stuff moment because Mm. I've been spending a lot of time at my parents' house and I think maybe we've talked about this in the podcast before and it's like sort of it's pretty morbid but it like gives me a lot of agita to think about like the things that we leave behind and like who has Mm. to contend with them and like I look at my parents' basement and I'm like I actually will not be able to handle all of this stuff if I have to handle it like in the face of losing my parents like which obviously is horrible to think about but like eventually hopefully someday in the long distant future it will happen so I'm just kind of like I've I'm in a moment where I'm like all right we have to start doing some organizing like both for me and in my parents house and like I think that it will make everyone feel more joyful I'm also kind of thinking that next year my new year's resolution is going to be another year of no new clothes Ooh, I love that I've been it was good I really liked it yeah no I think that's I think just making an intention like that is so powerful just to be like I just don't fucking need this I think we are at this time in our life where it's like we've had like income for long enough that we've like done the Mm -hmm. thing of like I'm just gonna buy things because I can and I'm like oh god like I I have too many things um too many things and you just don't need like and part of the thing for me about things is like the acquisition process is the fun part. Like mm-hmm. I don't, it's not as fun for me if I just can like buy it full price without trying. So like in 2020, I, my New Year's resolution was um, not buying any new clothes. So I only bought Loved. used stuff, which there were some notable exceptions. 
due to my tie-dyeing business uh, during the pandemic. And concert t-shirts were um, an exception that I made, even though I didn't get to go to that many, obviously, because it was 2020. Um, But I was, I mean, it just like makes it more fun. And then like everything that you acquire is like, it takes a little more effort. It's sustainable. You feel better about it. So I think that's, I'm putting it on paper here in the pod that that's going to be next year for me. But I'm excited for the story. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited for the yard sale. I've also been seeing a lot of stuff on the interwebs about like no spend months, which I think are Mm -hmm. really intriguing um, Mm -hmm. and kind of like Mm -hmm. goes along with that. But yeah, I, I really, I think I've said this before too, but I really would love to have a capsule closet. Like you've said it so many times. My closet brings me literally no joy. Like, in fact, it brings me, you hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. And that is like truly my goal. I would say through the end of the year, I'm going to talk about it more um, because it's, you know, aligned with one of my other things here today. But I'm with you, Marie. What did you do with your spare time? It, it feels to me like you had none. Yeah, I didn't have any spare time this month um, because I was on the road um, this coming weekend. So we're recording this on August the 31st. So this first weekend of September will be the sixth weekend in a row that I'm not home. Um, And I have been not home a lot of those weeks also. I was going to say, like, do you know how many days you've been home? Because I want to say it's less than 10. That's a great question. I'm going to add that up in a second here. But um, big travel month, huge. The biggest travel month I've had in since before the pandemic, I would say. Um, For sure. And it's been I so I've been working remotely a lot, which is like pretty fun. I actually feel like so productive, weirdly, especially this week, which like makes no sense. Um, But I've been having really productive work time working remotely. I think it's like just nice for me to get a change of scenery. Um, Yeah, I I feel like we've been in the same environment for literally like two and a half plus years. So Mm -hmm. it's like I just have to imagine that switching it up makes your brain feel like wow yeah my brain is my brain is awake right now um especially like I'm in so I was just gonna say I've visited some new states this month which Mm -hmm. I haven't done in a long time um you might remember I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast but I probably did pre-pandemic I traveled a lot for work and I was kind of on a mission to go to all 50 states which I still have but I hadn't visited a new state in three years um, That's so feel part good. of it feels really good. It's fun. I went I'd never been to Washington before and I'd never been to Wisconsin before, which is where I am now. So I think part of the like my brain is engaged in a different way because I'm like in a new place. Um, I love it. Yeah, Travel so it's is so nice. important. I know it's a bit of a hot take. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, like, every time you do it, you're just like, wow, this yes. is good. It's good. It's so good. And I've been visiting some places that are like truly so different from any of the places that I have like called my own. And I I went like so in Wisconsin, I'm is I'm in a town on an island that Hannah's family has spent lots of time on like for generations. And when I was in Washington, we were there visiting a friend who's from another like small island. Crazy. So I feel like when you're visiting a place that people that you know who you're with live it like hits a little different than a vacation because you're not just like oh I'm visiting whatever like you're really I feel like I've been really put in 
the shoes of the people who live in these places. And it's so wildly different from the way that I've ever lived, Um, which is always like, I think I love that feeling. Like when you're driving somewhere, like on a road trip or you go somewhere and you're like, wait, people live here. And suddenly you're like smacked in the face with the like infinite expansiveness of like the experiences that people have in their everyday lives and like how daily life looks so different for so many people. And that's a good feeling. I like that feeling. I like it too. I'm happy for you. Yeah, it's good. Even though I I will say like that's all the like rosy. That's the sunny side of this trip. It's been really fun and I'm happy, but I'm also fucking exhausted. Um, So, you know, high highs, low lows. That's right. That's how it goes here. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Speaking of what has been your highest high from the month of August? My highest high, I discovered the kind of like shop that spare time listeners slash us the two of us dream of like it's like Mm. an absolutely perfect perfect store um I was on Whidbey Island which is in Washington sort of like Seattle ish like you drive from Seattle and then you take a ferry um and I was there with a friend from college who I really have not like seen all that often or gotten a chance to spend that much time with like pretty much ever we only overlapped for a year in college but we've been like pen pals for the past I guess what like almost 15 years um seeing each other very occasionally um and she lives in Seattle so she was like hey you're gonna be out here like why don't we like go on a little vacation and like hang out for the first time since 2011 I was like okay um honestly brave super brave I know I was <laughs> I went I figured like when we got there like when I got to her house I think we were both kind of like oh shit like is this gonna be fun? here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and it turned out that it was like perfect like we we like went to this grocery store and they were like we're closing in five minutes and we were like oh shit we didn't have a plan of like what to make and we both ended up like picking out exactly what the other one would have picked out for food like we eat really sim- we just have like a very similar vibe which was very uh like affirming of our friendship that has been your LDR yeah LDR big LDR in like a pretty extreme way so we were having a really really nice time it was also like an absolute like no agenda weekend like we were just fucking chilling out sitting outside reading books um and on the way back from chilling out sitting outside reading books we were like we need a sandwich we picked up we went and picked up a couple of pies which was important and then so after we important. picked up the pies, we were like, we need a sandwich. And we just like picked this place out because it was kind of close to where we were, which was like really a random place on the island, like not a lot of towns um, or not like in town. Um, and it's called the Green Bank Pantry and Deli, um, which is basically just like the dream of like a tiny, tiny little grocery store um, that has a deli counter. So it was like mm. specialty kitchen items, like kombucha beer natural wine snacks local bread local pastries local produce and then like a dreamy dreamy sandwich situation um and i had a fucking amazing italian sandwich Mm, it was perfect one of my best yeah it was perfect it was like a warm italian sandwich which is not normally like my go-to yeah i'm scared of that it was warm it was on this like seated roll that was so good. It had like such a um, crisp crust and then the inside was so fluffy. Mm. It was like 
the bread at this place was really fucking good um i also had a really good tuna melt that was on like crazy good like country white bread like Mm. thick and so fluffy and like the perfect amount of toasted like lightly toasted but the inside was still soft yum it was so sandwich good it was truly like i was like if elisa and i had a store this would be a store except for it would have soft serve as i gotta go there i absolutely have you would really like whidby island it's so cute there are like bunny rabbits everywhere we like fed them some parsley pretty cute classic yeah so that was my i'm so happy i bought a tote bag it's covered in sandwiches it's (gasps) my dream i'll show it to you i can't wait oh my god i can't wait to see it yeah, this looks exactly right. It kind of looks it's so right. It has like a vintage gas station vibe, it looks like yes. from the outside. Yes. And it's tiny, 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 tiny. Wow. I want to go there. It's really good. They had a veggie Reuben that we also got that oh. I couldn't eat because it turned out that it had a lot of beets in it, but it oh. was good looking and apparently it was tasty. Well, that's absolutely on my list. Yep. Yep, Thank yep, you for yep, sharing, yep. Marie. Of and she did well, obviously was, text me when she was there. And I was like, I said, hello. I I've love discovered it. The place for us. Um, what was your, so I know like it's, you have to go to Washington to Seattle and then drive and then take a ferry and then drive again, but it'll be worth it. Perfect. Um, yeah. Don't worry. What was your best of the month? My best of the month was another Eric Kim recipe. Can you believe it? He's on the, he's on our list every single month for the past like six months. Can I say something though? Um, I read his, um, what's it called? The food diaries. It's on, is it grub? No, I want to say Grubhub, and that's not right. Um, wait, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's a publication. It's like from the people that do the cut. Hold on. I got to find this. Eric Kim food diary. Oh my God. Oh, the grub street diet. Okay. Have you I heard don't of this? know what that is. No. Oh my God. It's fascinating. So Grub Street is like a vertical of New York mag. Um, mm-hmm. And they have like celebrities slash just like people in the culture review like or like detail like four to five days and everything that they ate that day. And it's like really fascinating. I love it. Mm-hmm. I need to be in that for sure. Yeah, I really love them. I'm chatting you, Eric Kim's now. Um, Thank you. The thing about this is I was excited to read this because he is, you know, my boy right now. Mm-hmm. His was very disappointing. He talked <laughs> a lot about like dieting and like, I don't know. I just thought it was like, like, I appreciate that he was being honest. And he talked a lot about like being in the public eye and like being on these like videos mm-hmm. and like, you know, how that's like puts pressure on him. And he was like just yeah. about to go on book tour when this was coming out. But he essentially Mm. was eating like only cottage cheese and cucumber for most of the days. And I just was like, I don't know about this. You're like, this isn't actually that fun for me to read at this time, which actually is like exactly how I feel about something else we're going to talk about. Okay. Because I'm like, I feel like his normal, his like normal life was probably like really the way he normally eats if he was eating whatever he wanted would be interesting. Well, I think even if he was eating normally, it would be normal. Like it's not normal to eat cottage cheese and cucumbers, you know? So I don't love that that was like portrayed as something that you should do. Um, But Mm. obviously that's his choice. So my favorite and best thing from this month is the chocolate cherry cake by Eric Kim, which you can find Mm. via NYT cooking. I am a big lover of the black forest cake. And I know the I was other gonna thing, say this is your dream. It's my dream. The other thing about a Black Forest cake is that it's like really hard to make. And I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like with cherry, for those that don't know, I'll back up. Uh, Black Forest cake is like chocolate cake, usually like cherry preserves or like fresh cherries or like a cherry jam, like cherries and Mm -hmm. whipped cream. Those are basically like the ingredients, but it's hard to make a, a Black Forest cake because the cherry layer like really has to be just right. You know, if you've ever had like a cherry pie, that's like super goopy in the middle. Like that's not what I'm looking for personally. Mm. And so I sometimes just get a little like freaked out. Cause I'm like, I don't want to like invest the time to make this layer cake. That's not going to be good. Yeah. But I saw this chocolate cherry cake and I made it for my birthday. This was my birthday cake and yes. it was phenomenal. Oh my gosh. And it was so easy. He makes it in like a little like eight by eight. So it's like, it's not mm-hmm. a layer cake. It's just like super, super easy. So you bake the cake in there. Something that I love about it is that it's actually made with, um, olive oil. There's no butter in the mm-hmm. cake. It's not dairy free, mm-hmm. but I think, so it's basically like an olive oil cake, literally, which oh, makes it that. very, yeah, like moist. And I love the texture of that. And then it has, um, it's chocolatey from cocoa, but not actual chocolate, which I think like cocoa, texture and cake is also one that I prefer. Um, mm-hmm. I think that like chocolate makes it a little bit more cakey and I like it more like light, airy, fluffy. Yes. 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 And then the frosting. Okay. So you bake the cake and then you just, um, you get like cherry preserves. I think I just got bon maman and then you just like layer it on, spread it on top. So that's your cherry layer. And then you do a chocolate whipped cream. Um, that's just Yum. like heavy whipping cream and some cocoa and like a little bit of hot water where you like bloom the cocoa easy. And then you top it with fresh cherries. It was so good. Like so, so, so good. One of the best cakes I've had in a long time. And it was definitely the easiest. So, Oh my gosh. Wow. I need it now. Yeah, I would be down to make it just because, um, if you're like interested in black forest cake, definitely make this one. If you want to make a cake, just because make this one, it was so good. Okay. I'm in. I'm so in. She's sold. Um, so what was the worst? I'm looking at your notes here and I really have some questions. Yeah. Okay. So are you familiar with, um, the establishment, Bob Evans? I'm familiar in theory. I do not think I've ever been inside. Okay. So here's this, let me set a scene for you. Um, I am at a wedding in rural Michigan. I'm staying in a hotel with Hannah and our friend Alex, friend of the pod, um, and our friend Pete. Uh, that is kind of far from town that we we mm-hmm. weren't really aware it was going to be far from town. Um, and we don't have a car. Perfect. Uh, and Ubers are scarce, like very scarce. Like you might not be able to get one vibes. Excellent. That's a so, good vibe. Great place to start. We wake up. Um I wake up and I am hungover. I'm ravenous because I didn't really eat dinner and I like need a coffee. So I'm like in a state, like in a true state. Um, I was like, okay, I'm going to eat like Hilton double tree breakfast. I go out to get breakfast there, but it's like seated or order from a menu breakfast. And I was like, no, like mm. I wanted like two pieces of toast and a coffee. Like I'm not doing this. So I go back to the room. I'm having a fucking meltdown. Hannah's like, maybe we should just go to Bob Evans. It's the only thing that's like 
that you can see from our hotel like nothing else is close <laughs> everything else is like a mile away and there's like it's like a highway kind of vibe like not a highway like you could walk but there's no sidewalks you'd be walking like in the grass on the shoulder I honestly have a very very clear image of this yeah so and I'm like I don't want to go to Bob Evans I don't know what Bob Evans is like I don't want fast food and Hannah was like I don't think it's fast food like I think it's like Denny's and I so I was like you know what fine like we don't have other options let's go to Bob Evans we get to Bob Evans I am really things are looking up I like the vibe it's is it like a, a diner ish it's like a diner ish vibe like it's giving um Denny's meets like Cracker Barrel vibe. when you say Denny's that means nothing to me I I'll be honest meets Cracker Barrel I hop yes okay so it's that's the vibe there's like in the front of in the entrance of the restaurant there's like a little kitchen shop where you can buy like jam and shit and i was like okay okay this is promising we are seated weirdly uh, it was me and hannah we were like bullying alex to come we didn't know if she was gonna come we tell the maitre d the hostess (laughs) like the maitre d yeah i was like oh uh, we tell the host, um, we're two, we might be three. And she's like, got it. Seats us at a 10 person table, like in the center of the restaurant. We were Perfect. like, you know, um, I open the menu. I'm feeling great. Like it's looking right. You know, breakfast mm-hmm. combos, There's carbs. silver dollar pancakes, scrambled eggs, etc. Um, and it was just fucking disgusting. Like I cannot, <laughs> I cannot overstate to you like how bad oh, it was. God. Like it was just so greasy. Obviously, I don't know why I let my hopes get so high. Like it was exactly what I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be originally, but I just like let myself believe the fantasy. Um, and it was really bad. Like it was really bad. Uh, what did um, you get? I got scrambled eggs sausage a side of fruit hash browns and pancakes for the table isn't that sad when you're like I'm like that how was do you fuck this bad. up I actually do know I bet those were not real eggs that well was... yeah they they probably weren't real eggs I mean like the it was like every the problem is that just everything was like so in greasy. a pool of grease oh I just got chills get the chill girl get the chill the bacon Hannah got bacon flaccid Mm-hmm. um pancakes just like all the jams were like the like little plastic container mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the syrup was like corn syrup i do uh, i do and it just makes me a little sad because i'm like you know a diner experience is fun people i think really fuck with bob evans in the midwest i mean if you're from the midwest on this pod you let me know what you think about um bob evans but my impression was poor yeah, it was you know, just like I really needed a win and I got an L. I took an L. I get it. I think it was probably situational for you. And, you know, Bob Evans just might not be for you. I know it's not for me. And, no. but I don't want to yuck anybody else's yum. You know what I mean? No. Like, I, I know mean, that I, I, I am. I think that a if fucking... I was like wasted, I would like Bob Evans. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, I know I that I'm like, when I was drunk, bougie. I know that mm-hmm. about myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sometimes I like a bad, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you like, a, there's a bad restaurant that like you kind of fuck with that because it's like bad in a good way. Yeah. But this was bad in a bad way. I'm sorry. That okay. is a shame. Truly a shame. 
It's um, not surprising, but it was. Uh, it is what it is. I, for some reason, I allowed myself to be surprised. <laughs> you know what? I love that about you that you still go in with with wonder. I have hope always, um, and it bites me in the ass. Um, talk to me about your worst. I know you're on a bit of a yorny here. Yeah, I'm on a yorny. I've been on the yorny for this whole year. <laughs> I just want to keep yes, saying that. Indeed. Um, so I started a new job and the dress code for my job, even though I work remotely, I do sometimes have to be in the office. And when I'm in the office, I have to be wearing either smart casual or if I'm meeting like with my clients, I have to be in business. And here's the thing for me. I first and foremost, have nothing that I like to wear in my whole closet. That's just Mm -hmm. where that's where we're starting of any dress code, any dress code besides my sweatpants. Like that's it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Which is, which is Uh a problem. Um, and then from there I, in the pandemic, like, I feel like I had some cute clothes that were still pretty casual. Like I've never worked in an environment that wasn't fully cash. Um, Mm -hmm. but I had like some cute work clothes, like tops or shoes over Mm -hmm. the last three years. My closet is legit. Only jeans, plain t-shirts, concert Mm t-shirts and sandals or sneakers. That's it. That's genuinely it. Um, I can confirm that that is true. (laughs) Yeah. I, I literally never wear anything else because I don't have anything else. Why Um, would you? And so that is kind of where I'm at. But my my question is, what do people that are cool wear when they are wearing smart, casual or business? Because I want to feel like myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like, a, you know, lawyer. Right. But like, I'm like, what shoes do people <laughs> wear? I'm not going to wear Tory Burch flats. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I mean, like loafers. This is the thing. I don't know how to dress for work either. I really work in a super casual environment. And like, if I have to dress up, I just wear like suit pants and Mm -hmm. a t-shirt. That's what I like was thinking. What is, what is a business top? What is a top? Like what, what is, I don't know. What's going on with tops? I think it's like, I don't know. (laughs) I, I actually don't know. And you so, texted me being like, can you help me find some tops? And I was like, oh, my God, fun. And then I like literally was like, I don't know what a top is. Yeah, no, my brain is fully short circuiting. Also, I'm not mm-hmm. allowed to wear like T-shirts for Zoom calls even. So you can see <gasps> okay, I'm, I'm wearing a T-shirt with a sweater. Um, yeah, she's got a cardi on. So, yeah, I mean, like that's my fucking worst. I hate that I have to do this. And honestly, like if I could rewind time, I would have maybe not accepted this job because I don't <laughs> want to be in an environment that is business. That's not that for is me. fucking hilarious. That is honestly the truth. She and said, I can't take it. I hate it. I hate it. And I wish somebody had told me about the dress code before I started. Well, now you know that you have to ask about the dress code ahead of time I really thought I didn't have to and now I do know that I do um so anyways like that's my worst and it is also a genuine question if you have any sense of fashion and what people that are cool wear when they're wearing business like please message me you know who I think really knows who Margaret Ellen Skolan you know what? She like, I know that she know. wears scrubs like for her job usually, but I feel like she is the queen of like a uh, smart casual, like smart, like elevated casual. That's like can be played up to business casual, but like is still 
chic. And she also like, I feel like Maggie is pretty similar to you in style in that she has kind of like an Andro chic vibe. She really does. She doesn't wear super, like she does sometimes wear super feminine stuff, but I feel like she's like a pant girl. Like what you need is a pant singular. I need a pant. (laughs) And this goes into my, um, my capsule closet. Like I just need like 10 amazing outfits that make me feel so good for work. And then I have my casual outfits. I I'm going to work on refining them, but like, that's all I need. Like, I just need like 20 outfits total basically. And you just need like a work uniform. Like I really do really had a fucking struggle as you know, figuring out what the fuck to wear for business professional, which is hell, hell, hell on earth. Um, for a casual queen. Um, and she just like truly wears a uniform. Like she does not deviate. Yeah, I'm I'm in search of my uniform. So if anybody You'll has find it. any thoughts, LMK. Um, <laughs> but that's my worst. I I hate I it. Hate it's it it's the I'm worst so thing that happened to me this month, having to deal with a dress code. So it stupid. doesn't seem that fun at all. At all. I'm like, do I have to wear tights? Question oh mark. God, tights. I know. Anyways, Can you imagine anything worse than tights. No, I, I can't. literally can't. I'm like, do I have to wear high heels? Like, I, no, I hear no, you no, on the loafers, no, but no. I have a pair of loafers that I think are really cool, but they give me blisters. And so, yeah, I'm the like, problem with loafers is that they're somehow the most uncomfortable kind of shoe yeah. in the world. I'm like, meet me in the middle. Like, what are we <sighs> doing here? Ben Morris said, meet me in the middle. Do you like her new song? Free. By um, the way. No, I do not. Oh, I think it's fine. <laughs> it's I think it's I think it's totally fine. It's no the it's middle. It's just no the middle. It's I mean, not. and it couldn't it couldn't have been. It was never going to be. Lightning does not strike twice in the same place. You know what I Absolutely mean? Absolutely not. Okay, that's been a lot of talk about worsts. Yes. So can you tell me a good thing? Tell me what you recommend yes. me and everybody for your spare time. I recommend something to you and everyone that I believe will be my best book of the year. <gasps> yes, she that's said right. it. You heard it in here August. First. Um in August, it's a th- so my same friend that I was on my um like friendship vacation with. Oh my god, thank um, god you we, did the friendship thank god vacation. We did the friendship vacation. We went to her favorite bookstore and she bought me this book. She was like, "You need to read this book." I um, love when people do that and then really good. I love when you like the book yeah well, what's worse than when you she's don't? a really 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 good reader and she's also a writer um and I know that I like her taste so I was like okay I'm probably gonna love this like she was like it's a perfect book mm. um it's a memoir which I love a good memoir um it's Same. called lost and found by Katherine Schultz um who is a staff writer at the New Yorker so you know that she is a genius um if you have read that amazing New Yorker article the really big one about the giant earthquake that's going to destroy the Pacific Northwest. Have you read that one? Of course. Everybody has. <laughs> everybody has. She won a Pulitzer Prize for it. That's her. Um, Got And it. she's also gay. So perfect for me. Um, And I just think that this book is absolutely extraordinary. It's a, like happy and it's a it's a sad ish memoir about like total sad and happy it comes out happy but it's about like such normal stuff like I feel like a lot of my favorite memoirs are about people who have like absolutely like extraordinary lives 
often in how sad and challenging they are, which I really love to read about that. I mean, like whatever the perseverance of the human spirit, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, But this book is about normal shit. Like it's about her dad dying. It's about, and it's about falling in love. Mm. Um, And I just think that the way that she writes about it, like the way that she breaks open these experiences through literature and language and like the way that she frames everything is so ingenious and she's a really 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 smart person and this book is quite erudite like it's there's a lot of really elevated content in here and a lot of really like like high level references but it's very very easy to read like it's an incredibly accessible book so I can't recommend it enough I think it's perfect um you should go read it instantly. I am so excited to read this book. I put it on hold in the library immediately. Hooray. And in fact, I might go to Solid State and see if they've got it in store so I can read it faster. I think it's worth buying. Okay, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Your spare time recommendation is for the month. Um, mine is very strange. I will say, um, what I'm recommending to you is the Peloton. I know that that's (laughs) not, um, anything new for most people, but this August, I feel like I've really, really, really like, I don't know, gotten into the Peloton, but also have just like become very grateful for the Peloton. Like, I think, Mm. you know, when you step back, you're like, wow, this is truly a modern marvel that I can take (laughs) a spin class or a yoga class or a dance class or a hit class in my living room anytime that I want anytime you want and I think what what I what makes me feel this way is that a like I think the content on the Peloton right now is very good I know that in like the public court of opinion they are Peloton's like not really thriving but like I think that their classes are great and I think that they do have diverse interesting content that aligns with like what's going on in the world at Mm -hmm. times I think they do a great job with their artist series like there's just always something that I'm like excited to do on there right there's always a new class that I'm interested in taking which I'm like they are churning out content over there at Peloton it's unbelievable and I just feel like they've helped me like expand my interests and I started as like only a Cody girl and I've been Mm -hmm. doing like more classes from other people and I'm like oh I'm getting like something different from each person obviously but it's been nice to like take that journey on my own but what really encouraged me to put this on my um my August recap and my recommendation is I have been on a bit of a health journey for many different reasons but you may remember in 2020, I had a bad year and physically I really took a hit due to my mental health. And today I did a Peloton class that I did in November of 2020. Mm. And I was just curious to see, I did the, by the way, the Beyonce double class with Alex Toussaint and Tunde. Love. So good. Um, I beat my score from November of 2020 by 90 points. And I just was like, what a cool thing that I can like look at my stats from two plus years ago and Mm -hmm. just like really see like my physical progress and I just feel like the Peloton has been 
a partner with me on that journey. And, and I just, I don't know, I really think it's been great. And I think my recommendation is like, if you have a Peloton, like you should use it. I didn't use my Peloton for a long time. Um, if you don't have a Peloton or if you don't want to use your Peloton, like, I don't know, just like really seeking out that thing for you that feels like it's helping you on the journey that you're on. It's felt very, very good for me in the last couple of months. And so I just wanted to shout them out. I love that. And I love that last month you like went to bat for Peloton and their Peloton v. Soul Cycle. Like, you know you what? Were like, I will not have Peloton be slandered in my home. <laughs> and I like that loyalty. You know what? I like Peloton and I don't know if that makes me an outcast, but no, it's been good. It's the be- the betchiest thing about us is that we like Peloton. Like when I'm not home, I'm like, <laughs> man, I, I miss my Peloton, which I don't even I don't... Peloton that much. I just like to have the option. It makes me feel safe that I could like go wild at, uh, with cardio at any time. I know. It's, I it's really nice to it. like have like the, the classes on app too. Like Hannah and I have been doing a little bit. Yeah. Of you know, I think it's great. And I think their interface is good. Um, yeah, I like it. I'm into it. So that's my rec. Um, let's talk about the three things that you absolutely need to know in our uh, spare time culture corner. Yes. Um, something that I have been obsessively um, reading the discourse about today and yesterday oh my God. is um, our good friend Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, friend of the pod. <laughs> Friend of the pod, um, as everyone by this point probably knows, um, Leonardo DiCaprio broke up with Camila Marone, Maroni, whatever. Don't know anything about her. Don't Actually, care about their relationship. In my, my deep truth. dive, I'm just going to tell you this because it overlaps with another interest. I can't wait. She is in the um, Daisy Jones and the Six series. Oh. She plays Camilla Dunn. Oh, yeah. My. I learned that yesterday because okay. I also didn't know who she was. Love But that. that's what Instagram Okay, told so me. she's an actor. Who knew? She's an actor. Um, happy for her. Sure. I'm sure that her performance is wonderful. I really don't care about. It's not about her. I don't feel sad about them breaking up. I don't know anything about their relationship. Um, all I know is that they dated for four years and this year she turned 25 and they broke up. Um, and I saw the first tweet that I saw about this was a graph that I'll put in the show notes that shows the age of Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriends and his age um and he has not dated anyone over the age of 25 and 25 in two decades <laughs> he is 47 years old and like i bring this up because i wonder like obviously a 25 year old is an adult like you've been a legal adult technically for like seven years right like you under the eyes of the law you're like very very much an adult you're living on your own probably you're done with college whatever but I'm like, at what point does this actually like, it's never going to be illegal, obviously, but I just am kind of like, this is really pathological. And I think it's really fucking weird that a nearly 50 year old man like is dating effectively children. Oh my God. I mean, I don't know if you know any 21 to 25 year olds, but I don't want to hang out with them for the most part. Um, Correct. I can't imagine being 20 years older. It's, it feels quite disgusting, but as you were talking, I did Google 
his age and a funny tweet came up. Um, I love the internet when it's funny. Oh yeah. But somebody with the handle Sally Dar tweeted, maybe Leonardo DiCaprio feels bad for all the women who can't rent a car until they are 25 and is actually <laughs> a really good guy. Did that ever occur to you? There are a <laughs> lot of really funny tweets um, just like that, that I love the one about nine 11. Did you see that one? No, this maybe is Leonardo DiCaprio first. hated nine 11 so much that he can't even date women who mm. remember it did that even occur to you <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah overall something is wrong something's amiss it's like i mean i i guess like we'll see what um what happens next like will he date another 20 year old person I think what's so crazy about it that he'll (laughs) date someone older no I don't think that he will is my prediction but also like I think the craziest part and I I know that this is obvious but like the fact that they dated for four years when she was 21 yeah and then the minute she because she turned 25 in June yeah right she just turned 25 and he was like "Mm, bye you're trash now bye bitch it's unbelievable. Something's it's unbelievable. Really, really wrong. Really wrong. I just don't like it. I find it disturbing. Yeah, I find it really disturbing as well. Um, is it true that Leonardo does not have an Oscar? Is that right? He's, he's no, he won an Oscar. He won oh, an recently. Oscar for um. Fuck, she was his what date. Movie I bet. Was it? Um, she. I think she was his date. Um. I don't want to look it up because I know that I know. I don't know. I'll tell you that. All right. While you think of that, I don't I'll know. Move on There's to no two. way. Tell me the next I don't thing. think I care about Leonardo DiCaprio. I like that he's into sustainability, but it feels like he's could be doing more. That's he my could take be on doing that. more. He really could be doing more. Okay. One, just because you said the thing about sustainability, there is a funny tweet about that too. Um, and it was that, um, everyone, oh no, fuck. Leonardo DiCaprio is actually dating all the under 25s he possibly can to spread the word about climate change to those who will be most impacted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, God. What do you think he's doing reading all these tweets? I was actually just going to say that. Like, (laughs) do you think he cares that, um, that people are just shitting on him all over the internet. Hell, I mean. Wait, sorry. This is not in the notes, and this is not related. But there is one other thing that we need to discuss, which is all of the Olivia Wilde drama. Do you know about this? No. Oh my god. I'm so nervous. you know the movie "Don't Worry, Darling." She's directed it. It's coming out very soon. Um, it is dramatic because I don't know I don't know anything about this unfortunately okay so do you know that Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are dating to back yes up? I do okay, oh is this she's directing the movie that Harry Styles is in that he, where he talked about worry, where he or was whatever. like gay sex it should be not gay sex because I know I think expert. this was a different movie actually oh. <laughs> I think he's in two movies okay great. Um, he's putting his butt in his that mouth other play, movie maybe. is about like a policeman or something that's this right I think it's actually movie. called the policeman or oh. something like that Okay, so this movie, um, Florence Pugh is in it. She is yes. the main actress uh, with Harry Styles. But originally, the Harry Styles character was supposed to be Shia LaBeouf. And this week, there was, or last week, a Variety article came out, wh- which was all about 
um, it was Olivia Wilde was interviewed and she was just talking all about the movie. And she's like, she's like a big time feminist Mm -hmm. in the sense that she like wears shirts that say feminist and like, you know, (laughs) is like, is like super vocal about it. Mm -hmm. And she kind of like dragged Florence in this variety article, which was like a little weird. weird. And then she also said in the article and also in a video complimenting the article that she fired Shia LaBeouf because he wasn't working out. And that's how they ultimately got Harry. I'm paraphrasing, but that's okay. Now on the side, I also want to tell you that in the in the culture, mm-hmm. people are saying that Florence refuses to do any press for this movie. Like she's like, I'm only going to like Venice or whatever and otherwise is doing no press, which is unusual. Like she's mm-hmm. the lead in a movie. There's yep. also this like um Instagram that the the people of the internet have found that she posted like years ago when she was originally cast being like oh my god olivia wilde is so amazing i can't believe she chose me for her movie blah blah blah. Mm. it seems that the tides have turned so anyways interesting that's all setting the scene and then so she says all this stuff about shia labeouf and he's like no 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 and he sends variety a video that olivia sent him basically like begging him to not leave the movie (gasps) so she didn't fire him and he like has the receipts and it's crazy and like it's the video is like really weird. Um, oh my God. But I'm like, so like that's happening. And then like she like dragged Florence in this variety article. And then Florence is kind of like silently feuding with her by like not doing any press. Anyways, like the walls are just crumbling down. Wow. Interesting. That is another person that like Leonardo DiCaprio to bring it back is absolutely being dragged on Twitter and on the internet. And I, I have to think that Leo probably cares less than Olivia does. Also, mm-hmm. Harry's like kind of in trouble right now because he keeps doing like the queer baiting and the mm-hmm. people are just mm-hmm. not pleased. So all in all, like things are not looking good for these people on the internet right now. Wow. I can't wait to to, to read all of this because I know, it seems like, interesting. Go in on Twitter and report back to me personally I will. because I I'm really curious. Will. I but yeah, it seems like things are wait. bad and um don't fuck with Shia LaBeouf. That like he's a bad guy, but he's he's not going to let you get away with anything. And I feel like I knew that about him. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me for whatever reason. <laughs> okay, we'll switching gears now. Um yes. Something else that we wanted to talk about today uh, is the Bon Appetit series, The Receipt. Yes. It is actually a lot like the Grub Street diet, but I would say much less successful, in my opinion. <laughs> it's kind it's of like, like sort Money of new, Diaries. right? It's three. There's a, yeah. it, they've had like three articles. It's exactly like Money Diaries, but it's just about food. It's like a and food diary. Um, what do you think about it? I like hate love it to be honest um the one you guys may have seen that like really popped off was the second one that was about a consultant in DC making like $225,000 a year or whatever who's like 27 and obsessed with squash not the vegetable the sport it was Um, so fucking weird it was like pretty insufferable in a way that like I find delicious like I was just like this is absolutely fucking unbelievable I cannot believe this person signed themselves up for the absolute ridicule that they're about to face on the internet um i was like this is the worst person on earth yeah i was like this really sucks and the first one i didn't really read i read it somebody a waitress who makes not very much money somewhere else in north carolina north carolina 
Um, but I did read the most recent one that you brought to our attention here. I said, here's the latest for your eye roll. That's what you'll find in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that this is like an absolutely horrible series. And to me, mm-hmm. I think this is Bon Appetit once again, like trying to be relevant, trying to like add to the culture and just like mm-hmm. fully missing the mark. Like, I feel like they had a little strategy session with a whiteboard yep. and they were like, okay, what are all of the like big points that we need to hit? And they like are, you know, trying to like back these people into these like corners yeah. of what they think people want to hear about. Like the person from this week is a 25 year old who just had top surgery and um, works at a nonprofit and Mm -hmm. makes $56,000 a year in Brooklyn. And I just felt like this was like so heavy. Like I I felt like this was a political piece. You know what I mean? This to me was like so fucking. And then like the person who is is the object of the of the article, like what? No beef with nothing wrong with them. No, let them have They're having a nice time, I guess. My problem is that Bon Appetit is like using them. It's so pandery. Yeah. Like their last piece, everybody was mad at them being like Bon Appetit is so out of touch like this is bullshit blah 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 and so then they follow it up with this piece of a person who uses gender neutral pronouns just had top surgery and like there's nothing in this article that has anything remotely to do with food obviously this person is like recovering from surgery and can't literally do anything starts so they're just being eating like- they're eating hospital food for the first day they're like and then i they're just like woke up in making- the hospital but yeah, which is like they're bon appetit, like trying to be like edgy, I guess. And then they're just eating frozen food. Like there's nothing interesting culinarily about this article. Like they just want to be like, like in like they just want to be get the brownie points for having talking about top surgery on the internet, which I 1, think is bullshit. One thousand percent, one thousand percent. And so I yeah, I I didn't think that this was a great column to begin with, and now I think it's just the worst. Well, I, I do feel like this it's what you said like this has nothing to do with food right and I think like I'm actually curious to know more about this person that maybe like a month from now when they're living their right. normal life when I don't they're actually know about like, the chocolate pudding in the hospital Trader Joe's dumplings four times like this I'm like I'm sure this person is like well this kind of sucks like this isn't the way I normally eat um the other thing I like thought this was a good idea but I didn't realize that it already fucking existed and Grub- yeah Grub so Grub Street diet is phenomenal I think and they've been doing it forever and I think it's really fun and they do like I think it's interesting in concept that this is anonymous but I also think that the like it's adding nothing besides like the person from last week was just like an asshole you know what I mean so it's like right I don't need to know who that is um nope. And so I think it's interesting to do like normal people, but I do think that it would be better if it was, if it felt more genuine versus right, like having like, an agenda. Right, right, right. It's just, I mean, Bon Appetit is just missing again and again. And it's again. just sad, honestly. I know it's a huge bummer. It's a huge bummer. It was once great. Um, All right. Take this home. I mean, the final thing, of course, that you need to know um, is that Taylor Swift has a new album coming out. Um, which you in, already know which you already fucking know but taylor swift it's her 10th uh studio album oh my um, god she dropped the album i guess it's the album art i'm not actually totally sure if that's the final album art but she dropped that she's going to have a new album called midnights um 
that is um tells the story of th- 13 sleepless nights um that songs that were written um throughout her life in the middle of the night um out on October 21st i'm really excited this is my dream all i want is anguished um late night feelings from any artist that i love especially oh, yeah. Taylor swift so i think that this is going to be a fucking victory try i think so too do you think it's going to be somewhat in the folklore evermore style yeah i don't think that she's gonna stop working with aaron Dessner. like i think that they are kind of like enamored with one another as far as like being collaborators and i think that this seems like absolutely directly in aaron Dessner's wheelhouse as far as like subject matter Mm -hmm. so i think that it's gonna be i think that it could also be like I mean, people on the internet are saying that it, it's going to lean like Archer vibes because that song is mm. primo midnights, like thematically speaking. Um, but I, yeah, I think it's going to be folklore evermore vibes and I can't wait. Very interesting. Second question. Are all of her albums before bonus tracks, 13 tracks? No. Oh, this seems one like is- not a lot. This one is, uh, there's a lot of like 13 stuff that the internet sleuths are talking about. They're like, this is 13 years after the Kanye West thing. There are yep. 13 tracks. Um, there's another 13 thing, but it's like, I mean, I saw this fucking hilarious, um, I can't remember what the tweet was, but it was something like Taylor Swift is QAnon for lesbians or something. Oh like, my God. People like love to have fucking conspiracy theories about, uh, about Taylor Swift and she I honestly feeds that love machine. It. Oh, she feeds it so hard. And like, I think it's hilarious of her to do. I um, can't wait. She also announced that there will be a tour and it will yes. be a lover folklore evermore midnights tour, which is honestly a lot too. It's a lot. Comprehend. Plus all of the fucking bonus tracks, the like songs from the vault that have come out. Oh you know my God. I mean? like, it's also the new red album and the new fearless album. I mean, this it's is going to be a six hour concert. There's it's also no going to be six million dollars. I saw another tweet that was like, this will be the Zoomers first experience competing with millennials for resources, oh with, like my competing God. with like older, wealthy millennials for resources. And I was like, yeah, like we're not fucking missing it. Sorry. Yeah, Zoomers. we'll be there. Um, So that's Taylor. I can't wait. And I, I wish it was sooner, but. It's soon enough. Yeah, it's going to be October before we know it. You know what I mean? We love a witchy fall Taylor moment. We really do. Okay, so speaking of fall, what's ahead for you in September? Can you believe it? September. I cannot believe it. September is literally tomorrow. Um, My September, I'm manifesting for the rest of the year being a no person. Wow. For next year, I have to be a no person. I've been saying yes to too many things. I have to stop. Wow. Um, Personality so she's a no change. person. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to be going on a little bit of a fitness journey, which for me is Ooh. always a mental health journey. Yes. Um I've talked about it a lot. I won't go into it, but I'm going to try and do some some fit some fit girl shit in September. I love it. Um and I have some poetry public publications coming out in September, which is really exciting. I'm having, I'm feeling like I'm about to have a little bit of a moment, which is really exciting and motivating. Um, and I'm going to fucking sit on my butt on my couch with my, yeah, you are. 
for a long time. I can't wait to do it. And we're going to have dinner together. Thank God. Um, Are you going to keep up the sip and submit? I feel I'm like gonna it's keep been up really the sip going. And submit. Yeah, I am. I'm taking a little bit of an Instagram break right now. Um, Love that. Because I you. really felt like I was scrolling too much. I, this always happens at this time of year. I'm like time to disappear from the internet a little bit. But I will be um, uploading some sip and submits um, that I have taken. Um, I like I like to go in, do an Instagram dump, post some books, post some pics. So sip and submit will not stop. Yay. I'm so excited Yay. for you. Thank some you. of your poems are currently on, what's it called? Something about anxiety. A thin slice of anxiety. <laughs> A thin slice of anxiety. Check them out. We'll link them in the notes. They are gorge. Wow. Thank you. She's what a poet, everybody. What? She's a poet and she tries to know it. Um, <laughs> ha ha. Um, What's coming up for you? I, like you, I'm going to commit to moving my body daily. I'm pretty good at this to it. start, but I feel like in August, I've gotten into a little bit more of a groove that I would like to keep going. You guys know I really like honed in on my morning routine over the last two years. And so. I just really want to build in movement into that routine, like pretty consistently. Um, so that's that. Yes, I will be Pelotoning. If you want to do a class together, let me know. I think that's fun. So fun. Um, I really, so I started a new job also. And so Yay. a big thing for me is in the last year, I truly felt like I didn't do anything at work, which is like not true, but I just like was really not a stimulating job and I really hated it. And I think what that gave me positively is it really allowed me to like find space between work and life and like really establish boundaries. Like I got a lot, I was like pretty vicious about being like, I don't work after five or like, mm -hmm. I don't log on before this time or like just kind of like I was like a no person at work, which is yeah. was new to me. Yeah. Um, but I think it was actually really good for me. And I don't think that it really made a difference in terms of like how people <laughs> perceived me or my work. It just let me maintain boundaries. And so yeah. a big thing that I want to work on in my spare time in September is basically like maintaining my spare time, like cherishing yes, my spare girl. time and continuing to invest in it, even though I'm in a new environment. Um, and just like generally embracing the back to school vibes. I, I don't know how you feel about September, but I think it's fun. I think it's, I love, I love fall. I love like the closing of summer and the beginning of fall. And I just think it's a chance to like reinvest in like habits or routines that you mm -hmm. want to see carried through, through the end of the year. And so I feel excited about that. That's what I'm going to have going on. And then I'm also going to start knitting my um, sweater. Yeah, you are. Your 31 sweater. Going to take me a lifetime. So I better get going. I'm excited to know me about too. it. I want to, I kind of want to like, I'm tempted to join you, to be honest. Oh my God, let's do it. Can we? I don't know anything about how to knit other than rectangles. Same. I've only made about a quarter of a scarf up until now. It. I love yeah. it. I got a pattern slash a kit from Wool and the Gang. Fun. So if you want to get one, if you want to DIY. I think yeah, sure. I have so much yarn. I might just DIY and see just how get we a do. Pattern. Yeah. yeah. I Fun. love it. Well, Marie, um, this has been great. As August always. was a good one. Goodbye, yeah. summer 2022. Ciao, summer 2022. Ciao. You've been real. Ciao for now. <laughs> Ciao for now. Um, yeah.
that's all from me. Well, I can't wait to talk to you guys again in September. And thanks for spending your spare time with us. Ah.